the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Started up in Manhattan. It's not a nice day outside, but it was a nice day in the stock market, a nice day in Wall Street. Why do I care? <clears throat> really, the only reason why I care is for my kid's college account. That's really the only place I got any money that I think about and care about because that is so important. Um, so there's a lot going on, but I want to tell you what's going to go on in the show in a little while. Um, I you know, Sometimes I have to search high and low for experts on certain topics. On a particular topic that we're covering tonight, I didn't have to search further than the office next door to me to uh, Judge John Leventhal, who, um, as you will hear shortly, presided over the first domestic violence court in, I think, the country. Um, I'm pretty sure the country. And um, because the mayor passed a significant domestic violence uh, signed, I think, of significant domestic violence legislation, which is an excellent thing. Uh, and, you know, you can hear like I'm a little stuffed up and everyone's got a little cold or something. So um, we're going to talk to a doctor, you know, a little Dr. Zhang action and on Wellness Wednesday. Um, but I do need to um, kick things off. Let me just see. Uh, Matt Sambolino, you're there. You're with me, right, my man? I am, sir. Okay, so um, Marianne, that would be the woman who I live with and am married to and I'm very fortunate to be with. Um, I'm, I'm just stammering here because I'm looking for the text that she sent me after she heard um, my segment about Christmas morning. And... Um, you know, she did, she did make some good points. If anyone was listening yesterday, Sam Bellino and Joan and I were kind of lamenting how Christmas has been watered down. The Christmas morning thing has been watered down because of, you know, children getting what they want as fast as they want, whenever they want. And um, let's see. Christmas is really all about all the days leading to Christmas. The baking, the watching the Christmas movies, the decorating, the wearing Christmas pajamas, the elf on the shelf, being good for Santa, the advent calendar, Jesus's birthday, family, Christmas drawings, and so much more. Yes, he gets excited, referring to little Arthur, when Santa comes to visit, and it's exciting to see if Santa really got his list, but it's not all about the presents. And you can see the beauty and the magic in Christmas in the eyes of children. 
Okay, you know, yes, she is correct. Um, and Sam Bolin, you got a beautiful little girl. I do, and, and I would agree with her. Yeah, and, and and you know, we already I, there's already a gingerbread house that's going to be constructed in my home. There's already a um, an advent calendar that tomorrow, I guess Arthur will open up the first little door, and I think there's like a, here's the thing going to my I think it's like a little toy. Like when I was a kid, there was an advent calendar, and it just like had a religious picture behind it. But now, um, you know, they get a little treat in there for right. Christmas. So, um, okay, Marianne, I stand corrected. Um, Christmas hasn't been ruined for the kids. But I think the point was, now that we live in this society where you get, where people get presents all the time, as fast as they want, uh, my blue socks were delivered yesterday that I ordered yesterday morning on Amazon in 30 seconds. Um, that, like... The, those videos that you see on Americans home videos, what's it called? M A F V American yeah, a- funny videos. A F V now. There, everything's you. abbreviated. Um, of kids coming down Christmas morning and like losing their minds. Those are a little far and few between. It's hard to make the kids lose their minds. So I think my point that Christmas morning has been watered down, it still kind of holds true. But Marianne's point is, you know, come on, Arthur. Christmas isn't supposed to be about the presents that you get on Christmas morning or that children get on Christmas morning. It's about the entire season. And I'm a big believer in Jesus is the reason for the season. And that's why I get a big kick out of people who kind of disparage the Catholic Church and Catholicism and Christianity. And they're, you know, they're the ones with the first wreath on their door and they're all excited about Christmas. Um, but that may be a story of a um, <clears throat> for another day. There was a little controversy here today at uh, the Idala Power Hour, and, and behind the scenes, I'm going to show you a little bit about how the sausage is made. Uh, every day, Sam Bellino gives me this awesome list of a rundown of the show of all the songs that we're going to hear, and, um, and what time they're coming in, right precision down to the seconds, and the commercials. Um, and then he also gives me this other list of like today in the world of music, uh, which day it is like yesterday was national throw out your leftovers day. Um, and he also gives me a list of birthdays and, um, tomorrow is my birthday and through the years, um, you know, you always look at like, Oh, who else is born on my birthday? Now, most recently I found out that the great Carol Alt is born on my birthday. Um, but throughout life, the most pers- the most uh, famous person born on December the 1st was Woody Allen. And here's the controversy, folks. I get the list today of the famous birthdays. And Sam Bellino, you broke my heart, man. You broke my heart. Because here on November 30th, you have on the list Woody Allen. Now, I will give you an opportunity to defend yourself, Mr. Sambolino, because you, you do have a Thank legitimate you. defense. And I will say, if I was representing you in the court of law, uh, I think we would prevail. So go for it. Defend yourself I would say claiming that, that today is Woody Allen's birthday. I checked on multiple websites to verify this. And according to Wikipedia, IMDb, and Google, he was definitely born on November 30th. Now, here's where I think the controversy may lie. We have to find out what time he was born, because that uh, may be the the uh, the smoking gun here. 
Aye, there's the rub. Is that what it is? So yeah, there's the rub. Anyway, it was pretty funny because we went back and forth and we spent a lot of time during this very busy day um, here at the law firm. Uh, as you guys heard earlier in the week, we've joined forces with a lobbying firm. So it adds a whole other element to what's going on here. We, we, there's a lot of people like on the floor here in, in, on 45th Street. And um, there are a lot of different projects. I mean, there are some people who don't really like do the whole birthday thing. Like my buddy Frank from Staten Island. I, I struggle to figure out when his birthday is. I don't know how old he is. Now, I don't really try hard to figure these things out. If that's somebody wants to hide that, that's, I respect their, their feelings. Um, I'm just the opposite. Like I celebrate everything. Like I celebrate, you know, I, I ran a mile this morning. I'm celebrating. I did 55 pushups. I'm celebrating. I, I think life is meant to be celebrated. Um, and this morning when I, I did my little mile run and then I did my push-ups and my curls, even though Judge Leventhal says curls are for girls, um, you know, I think about, you know, how life has gone by. And then I came into the office and kind of where I was 40 years ago when I was 15, almost 15, and, and where I am now, uh, I will tell you this. In 15, I was in poly prep and I was a horrible student. I was a pretty popular student. I was having a great time. But my grades were not where they should have been, and that was primarily because of lack of effort and prioritizing the wrong things, um, like playing two-hand touch in the street as opposed to doing algebra in the in my room. And then I come into the office today with all these people, and there's a lot of energy, and Judge Leventhal, who you'll hear momentarily, is like, this place is a crazy place, it's a crazy place. He's saying that in a good way because there's a lot of action, there's a lot of energy. And literally, there's like a group of lawyers in one room working on a big argument, a civil argument we have for the rapper 50 Cent tomorrow that Imran's going to be doing. In the other room is Judge Leventhal working on Mayor Rudy Giuliani's case having to do with his law license. In the other room is Diana editing, doing the final edits on um, the Harvey Weinstein brace brief. In the other room is a new young lawyer with us reading the transcript of the Ghislaine Maxwell because we're doing her appeal um, and everyone around here has something to do with the Alan Dershowitz case. And I'm like, well, you know, for a kid who failed algebra, only class I ever failed, algebra two, the trigonometry part. I know our 11th old is giving me a bad look. I know, I know, I know, I know. It was Dr. Lipschitz. She, was, she wasn't going to squeeze me, by the way. Mr. Rasso gave me a C- minus in chemistry, not because I deserved it, because I was trying so hard. And he realized that was just a part of my brain that wasn't going to, but wasn't going to function that way. Um, so on the eve of, uh, uh, of a very special day in my life, double nickels, overall, the glass is much more than half full. It's, it's three quarters full. Um, that doesn't hold true for everybody. And we're going to talk about the law that was signed into effect by Mayor Adams for people who really suffer at the hands of domestic violence. We're going to talk about that with Judge John Leventhal, so don't go away. We'll be right back. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. 
Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Today, it's Wellness Wednesday on Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, the whole fruit and vegetable capsule delivering your maximum nutrition in every dose. 100% whole food nutrition with the taste, smell, and color of pure fruits and veggies. as nature intended just for you. Try them now and see for yourself. 35% off and free shipping. Call now, 800-2468-751 or balanceofnature.com. And don't miss Wellness Wednesday tonight at 7 p.m. on AM 970. The Answer. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. Um, They'll be there Monday night at the Brooklyn Bar Association Gala, um, which I'm very much looking forward to at El Carib. Uh, You know, one of the things you need to talk to them about is Medicaid eligibility because the cost of a nursing home is $500 a day. That's right, $15,000 a month. It could cause you to go into bankruptcy if a loved you or a loved one needs that kind of help, needs that kind of care. Of course, you hope not. You try to stay healthy and stay out of it, but you never know. Don't panic. Just call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. 40 years they've been doing this. They've helped hundreds of people just like you with the same thing you're going through. They'll tell you exactly what you're eligible for, and they'll also help you devise a plan to avoid such dire news. So call Connors and Sullivan for a free initial consultation with a lawyer. Call 718-238-6500 with offices in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. It's not too late. It's never too late. But the time to act is now. So don't wait. Call Connors and Sullivan today, 718-238-6500 at 718-238-6500. And trust me, folks, after you speak to one of the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan, you'll be glad that you did. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala, a new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. them in Central Park back in the day. Fantastic. I've seen them multiple times. They're really, really a great band. Um, I want to brag, uh, and I could brag with my next guest, my law partner, but my really my dear friend, more importantly, um, John Leventhal, otherwise known as Judge John Leventhal. Hakeem Jeffries, the congressman of Brooklyn, is elected leader of the House Democrats. What do you have to say about there, uh, Judge Leventhal? Well, I, I think he's terrific. I met him once when I was down in Washington uh, trying to get money for a not-for-profit uh, for judges to, uh, that they would be training other judges throughout the country in complex uh, scientific and technology, and he was very receptive. He uh, So 
you're a Brooklyn boy. I'm a Brooklyn boy. I know. Well, you were born in the Bronx, but you sat in Brooklyn for right. how many years as a uh, judge? You're right. You're right. How many years did you sit in the 26 years. 26 years 13 as a years judge. as a trial judge and 13 years as a appellate judge. And we now have the Democratic leaders in the Senate and in Brooklyn and in Congress are both from Brooklyn, New York. Right. Brooklyn's there the we go. And Brooklyn's the place to be. My sons live in Brooklyn. Yeah, but you abandoned us. No, nah, well, anyway. Judge Leventhal was, before he was a big shot judge, he was the lawyer for the Brooklyn Democratic Committee, correct? Brooklyn Democratic uh, Party. I was head of the law, I was the law chairman of the Brooklyn Democratic uh, Executive Committee. So, I, obviously, Mr. Jeffries was a little too young to uh, be on your radar screen at that time, correct? Well, that ended in, I, I did that between 1990 and 1994. Yeah, so I, that, that's, he was... Still, and I think I believe he went to Harvard, Mr. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Look, I'm very, very happy about this from a very Brooklyn point of view, although um, Hakeem has an excellent reputation. People had wanted him to run for mayor. He said, no, this is what he wanted. And it, it looks like he got it now. He's got to wait at least two years to see if he can get the Democrats into the majority. And the Speaker of the House will be a, a boy from Brooklyn, which puts a big smile on my face. Um, before we talk about the news of the day, Judge Leventhal, tell us a little bit about um, being in the Supreme Court and what took place that you became the first domestic violence court judge to supervise a court in the United States of America. How'd that all happen? Well, I, I was felt like a federal judge the first year and a half on the bench. I was trying um, criminal cases, um, civil cases, including personal injury, products liability. I did two matrimonials. And then Judge Pesci, my administrative judge, and Judge Ru Judith Kaye, the chief judge of the state of New York, asked me to preside over the nation's first felony domestic violence court. And how did this come about? There was a tragic death of one Galena Komar, who was killed by a boyfriend after a judge in the criminal court reset bail, and he got out. And three weeks later, he got a gun and shot and killed his girlfriend, Galena Komar. Governor Pataki and Mayor Giuliani called for the impeachment of the judge. Uh, as we know, a judge can't be impeached for discretionary bail <coughs> decision. But this made him a magnet for criticism, both in the press, and he was vilified uh, universal, universally. And it really wasn't all his fault, because many judges uh, handled and prosecutors handled this particular case. So there was no continuity of a judge, there was no continuity of prosecution. And what had happened, um, they asked me to start the first felony domestic violence court. I said, okay. I don't think I was the first one they asked because after this judge became a magnet for criticism, they brought a, uh, a hearing on the uh, Judicial Conduct Commission and they accused him of having an anti-woman and anti-prosecutor bias. And that was sustained, and he was drummed out of the bench. So in the aftermath of that, they started the domestic violence court, and I don't think a lot of judges thought that this was a good place to be at the time. It was a hot seat. But either I was too stupid or didn't know enough, and I said yes. And we started the first felony domestic violence court in the country, which later became a, first became a pilot project and became a model court emulated by courts throughout the country and visited by administrators, um, uh, uh, judges, what, what lawyers year, what throughout year, the country. What year are we talking? 
Well, this was in 1996, in June of 1996, and I did this through uh, January of, of 2008 when the governor designated me for appointment to the appellate court. And I want to say that my good friend Matt Demick came on about two years later uh, to help me uh, with the domestic violence court. The uh, Now, from my <coughs> point of view, I was in the prosecutor's office in the district, Brooklyn district attorney's office, and Joe Hines, the Brooklyn DA of 25 years, he made no bones about the fact on the campaign trail, he spoke about it all the time, that he watched his mother suffer at the hands of his father for domestic violence. And I really think he was one of the, the prime movers here to make this court take place. I know he and Judge Pesci worked very closely together, as well as with Judith Kay, to put this domestic court in in place. What was the uh, what was different about a domestic violence court than just a regular courtroom? Well, in, in a in traditionally in courts, they want to be efficient. They would arraign a defendant, set a motion schedule, have hearings, write a decision, and either have a trial or a plea. In a domestic violence court, not only was I trying to protect the constitutional procedural rights of a defendant, but I also wanted to protect the complainant who might have been a victim, not only throughout the proceeding, but even when the proceeding was over. If someone was on probation, I would bring the probationer back. Uh, if someone was lucky enough to get six months in jail and five, uh, four and a half years probation, I would bring the probationer back for the first year, year and a half, every three months to make sure that he succeeded. We have half the violation rate of the in comparing to the general population, which is really unusual when you had a targeted victim, when, you, when the people knew one another. When parole saw this, they said, Judge, can you do that for our cases? So when uh, someone was sentenced to like three years or four years or five years in jail, they would come back to my court I would read them the conditions of parole. Parole would make that a condition to come back before my court. I would read them the order of protection, remind them that they had to adhere to the conditions of parole, and they were amazed that the judge is still watching them. That's what it was. It was judicial supervision. The judge was still watching them. I had some people, the DA wanted to put everyone in jail, and I would set some bail, but on certain probationers, uh, certain defendants, I would... Uh, put them on my watch, and I would call them, make sure they, they were home. I'd give them under house arrest. I remember one guy called me back, Judge, I was in the shower, you know, because <laughs> he, he didn't pick up the we're phone. We're talking to Judge John Leventhal, who's the first uh, <clears throat> judge to supervise a domestic violence uh, courtroom in the nation, uh, and we're going to talk, we're going to tie in Mayor Adams. I just want to tell you, Judge, I, I just handled a case in federal court, and there's one judge now, Judge Berman, who he does now what you do is he give, if he sentences someone to what's called supervised release, uh, he has them come back to his courtroom in the beginning once a month just well, to check in. Well, Janet Reno wanted to uh, develop these. She was the Attorney General of the United States. She wanted to do a reentry court, bring them back so that they don't hang out with the criminal element that they did. Uh, but we were doing that before she even came up with that idea. There you go. So the, the mayor made a big announcement today. Sam Bellino, let it rip. Far too many New Yorkers uh, no longer feel safe in their home. Uh, they believe instead is a place that has too many memories of being abused. And the options are narrow. 
uh, particularly when you deal with the economics involved and if you have children, uh, the consequences on leaving uh, a home without any financial support makes it extremely difficult. Domestic and gender-based violence uh, can happen anywhere in our city, and it can happen to anyone. We have a sacred duty to protect survivors of domestic and gender-based violence, and this is something uh, that we believe strongly on in this administration and in this city council. Uh, we, we believe that it is exactly uh, the type of bills we're signing today that is going to continue to bring about that support. Intro 153-A establishes a housing stability program for survivors of domestic and gender-based violence. And Intro 154-A requires the office of, of mayor's office in domestic and gender-based violence to create an online uh, services uh, portal and guide. Domestic and gender-based violence is, pu is a public safety issue. Uh, far too often it shows violence. Uh, many of the assaults and homicides, unfortunately, uh, stem from domestic and gender-based violence. All right. So, <clears throat> Judge Leventhal, tell us what happened in the city of New York in the last couple of days. Well, this, this bill that was sponsored by Councilmember Caban and signed by the mayor is very salutary for victims of domestic violence. It, it enables uh, them to get financial help to keep them in their housing, to make sure that they don't become homeless. Homelessness is a very big problem for victims of domestic violence. Now, we don't want a woman to have to leave her home and her job and the child to change schools by moving because she wants to run away from her, from her abuser. In Israel, they have a program called Bet Noam, which means nice house, where they actually let the women stay in their homes. It's very uh, limited. They, they allow to have 12 or 13 men in there. They have to leave their homes. They work during the day. They come home at night. They do what was stereotypical that women did. They would clean. They would cook. They would get counseling individual counseling once a week and group counseling every single night. And on the weekends, they would have to leave, but they couldn't go home. This enabled the women to stay in their home, the kids to stay in their school, to uh, not uproot themselves, and the men had to uproot themselves. And I know that might be a little unpopular here in the United States because you think you're doing something for the batterer, but you're not. You're really doing something for the women. So this is very important because what's most important is that a person who leaves their batterer is 75% greater chance of getting killed than someone who stays. So if someone has a safety plan where they know that they can live, where they know that they have other support, then this is very important. Because what had happened in 1994 when the Violence Against Women Act was passed and all the statutes in New York and throughout the country were done to make certain domestic violence crimes, felonies, where orders of protection, a second violation became a felony, where there was a primary aggressor statute. Um, all those things helped in the criminal context, but not enough was done in the civil context to protect victims of, of domestic violence. So what, is, so what happened now? What changed with, with, with the... With well, they, they, Adam you know, just wrote into they're, law. They're losing maybe an income when the order of protection tells the husband or the boyfriend to stay out of the house. 
So he is, the city will give them financial subsidies to be able to stay in the housing so they don't have to leave their home, so they don't have to leave their job, so the kids don't have to leave them. You know, people don't realize this. A lot of women stayed with their husband because if they had a, a, ch- a male child who was more than 12, a teenager, they weren't allowed to go into a shelter for domestic violence victims. So the women had to, had to um, make a choice whether to stay in an abusive relationship or to leave and not have their child with them. This was terrible. In Massachusetts, years and years ago, I'm talking about 30 years ago, they wouldn't return a child except if it was, it was with an entire family unit. So there was, uh, there was one woman who kept on taking her husband back, and her friend, who was a, uh, is a treasure in the domestic violence world, was wondering why she did that. Well, when she went to the woman's funeral, she found out that the equivalent of the Department of Social Services at that time was not going to return her male child until she had a cohesive family u- unit, meaning she had to get back with her husband. So those those kind of questions. Those the Nicholson pressures. case. The Nicholson case was another example of women facing terrible things. They were saying that if a woman was a victim of domestic violence and she didn't report it, and the child observed it, that there was a presumption that she neglected her child. That was overturned by the Court of Appeals and the uh, Second Circuit Court of Appeals. So this is. This, women should not have to be making these draconian choices. So the mayor accomplished what two things? We have one minute left. He, he accomplished, number one, uh, women will get financial help to stay in their homes. And number two, he created a resource, online resource, that women could get all kinds of civil help uh, by going online to do this. So those are the two bills that were passed. And I, I want to salute Mayor Adams and the city council for passing <laughs> These measures. You seem to know a couple of things about domestic violence. I wrote a book called My Partner, My Oh, yeah, yeah, I have it. It and, and, it's, yeah, it's on and, the bookshelf. Yeah, it's right. right. autographed I want you to know Arthur Idala can't find the bookshelf. And I want you to know until Judge DeFiori decided that I was too old to be a judge, I was the poster boy for the Office of Court Administration. It was like the Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. Wow, the Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. Very nice. Look at this. All right. Well, uh, you heard it from someone who really, really knows what's going on. I couldn't ask for a better guest to talk about. This was a big deal at City Hall, uh, and um, <clears throat> the mayor accomplished something else. Whether you like him or not, he's trying. We're going to come back and talk to Dr. Zeng about health and wellness, so don't go anywhere. Hi, Kevin McCullough, Wellness Wednesday, headed your way tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, join the OG, Nicole Sapphire, joins me at uh, the Wellness Wednesday microphone. Got a lot to talk about with her. And Jane Ann Benira back with us with a very touching story about the power of giving, even in this holiday season. See you tonight. Ready to start a business in New Jersey? The state's New Jersey Business Action Center is here to guide you through the process. Call us at 1-800-JERSEY-7. That's 1-800-JERSEY-7. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Business Action Center, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Hi there, advertiser. Want to know what a genuine influencer looks like? Well, that'll be me. New York City Radio. No fake endorsements. Millions of followers that are actually real. And I keep them entertained every single day. Put your ads on me and you'll never look back. So what are you waiting for? You've got the ads. I've got the audience. 
Let's get it on. New York City Radio. Your ads listened to by over 16 million New Yorkers every week. Visit nycradioads.com for the start of a beautiful relationship. Sponsored by New York City Radio Stations. So you just heard from Judge John Leventhal, who uh, ran a pretty tight courtroom. I was fortunate enough to appear before him several times. We handled a huge case together, really, really big. Um, But he will tell you, like any other judge, the court reporter is a vital, vital piece of the puzzle. Everything needs to be taken down for appellate purposes, amongst other purposes. Court reporters and captioners are in higher demand than ever before. Court systems, schools, and television stations are all looking for these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions to court cases to live events. And now the NCRA has partnered up with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives you a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala. Come experience the all-new 2023 Mitsubishi PHEV, our plug-in hybrid electric vehicle. Bold, capable, electrifying. Reserve yours today. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Freehold Mitsubishi, just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. We are back. We are live at 637 here at Midtown. I think it stopped raining. I am heading up to uh, a place called Above the Heights, which I've never been to. Um, and um, I am going to be the master of ceremonies for a fundraiser for a um, entity called Alexandra's Playground. Alexandra was a beautiful three-and-a-half-year-old young girl who um, died tragically and um, quite some time now, over a decade ago. Uh, and talking about a family that took a horrible thing, and because it was horrible, 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 and turned it into something as positive as a horrible thing could be, Alexandra's Playground has raised money and put playgrounds literally all over the world, <clears throat> typically in neighborhoods that could never afford the type of playground that they would install. I believe they did one in Haiti. They've done them in Africa. They've done them also in, in not the nicest neighborhoods in the United States of America. You know, um, little Alexandra, what does a three-year-old love, right? A love going to the playground. And so her parents, Dr. Michael Vitali and Andrea, they um, they created this foundation. And, you know, a lot of people create foundations right after a tragedy and, and they don't go far. Well, this has been going strong for, as I said, over a decade. And it's really brought brought joy and the gift of outdoor play to thousands and thousands of children in areas where they would never have access to these really cool, sophisticated playgrounds. So that is where I'm heading to tonight. Um, speaking of... 
you know, the gift of play and being outdoors and being healthy. One of the things I love to cover on the Author Idola Power Hour is a little health and wellness. So we are going to talk to Dr. Isu Zhang, otherwise known as Dr. Z. Hello, Dr. Z. Welcome to the Idola Power Hour. Hi. Thank you How so much you? for having me. Oh, the I'm pleasure is all ours. So here we are. We are officially in the holiday season. Um, we're officially still in the COVID world. There's a great strain of the flu going on. My six-year-old son, like half of the first grade class is out ill. What's going on, Dr. Z? There's RSV. Those symptoms are worse than COVID for kids. That's what's going on. And it, it, that's just a contagious, like, you know, there's, there's contagious virus. There's no... um. Uh, immune, you know, shot that you could get for it, anything like that? No, not really. <clears throat> okay, so RSV is what? It attacks the lungs of the little kids? Um, just upper respiratory. The upper respiratory. So, yes, uh, the eyes, the nose, the mouth, the, um, the ears, um, the throat. And is there anything to... Anything to do with these kids who are, you know, they're walking Petri dishes? Anything we could do to help them stay healthy or, or keep keep this virus away from them? Um, I'm I'm a, um, internal medicine, so I'm not a pediatrician. But um, the the kids, I mean, the adults um, can wear masks around them and use hand sanitizers, and uh, so that the adults won't get sick. But the kids, they need to. Um, sleep a lot and they need to get um, plenty of sleep and eat healthier balanced diet and try to get those sugary food and drinks away from them because they could um, deplete your immune system and it will make them sicker. Well, you know, doctor, I know one of your areas of specialization has to do with obesity. Um, And tell me a little bit, you know, tomorrow I turn 55 and, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm I thank you. I'm going to step on the scale tomorrow morning. So today, so far, all I've eaten are three apples and a lot of water because I'm trying to shed that extra pound or two for the scale tomorrow because I take a picture of what I weigh every year on my birthday. And I'm always right around the same. Well, I shouldn't say that, but the last five years, six years now since I've been married, I'm always right around the same. But tell me, doctor, people who are listening to this show, and I believe the average talk radio listener is exactly 55 years old. Talk about diet for a little bit about, you know, people our age and, and what is the eat this and not that kind of situation. Okay. So um, uh, what I recommend is about the five serving. One serving is a fistful, your fist, your fistful of fruits and vegetables, preferably vegetables. Okay. okay. And then the next thing is lean meat. So um, if it's chicken, then it has to be without the skin, lean meat. So fish is good, a turkey is good, but not fried. Okay. <clears throat> what about a little small petite filet mignon? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. fine. And okay, then, so- but the most, most important thing is to avoid those soda, juice, alcohol, desserts, snacks, chocolates. Now, okay, you're saying avoid juice. So 
every once in a while, I I struggle a little bit with gout. And people who I've spoken to and what I've the research I've done says a little bit of tart cherry juice every day is a, it's an anti-inflammatory and it helps with the gout. Am I allowed to have my cherry juice? Yeah, I mean that is true for gout, um, but you gotta see how much calories that uh, that is in there. A little, oh. maybe shot of it is okay. Yeah, well, it says to have an eight ounce cup. So, I mean, I've been doing an eight ounce cup. I can't imagine that there's that much. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I shouldn't. I, I've been wrong before. Now, what about all the white stuff, meaning pasta and bread um, and the, the wheat? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I like to replace those with whole foods. So, instead of white pasta, I would do whole wheat pasta, multi grain. Okay. And. I was reading, you know, my wife is basically on a gluten-free diet. And so I was thinking of like doing some solidarity with her, but I was reading about it and it said, if you don't have celiac or you don't have a medical reason to be gluten-free, if you all of a sudden go gluten-free for no reason, it messes up the, your gut. That's what they call it. Messes up your gut and the, I guess, enzymes in your belly. How do you feel? How does Dr. Z feel about people going gluten-free just to go gluten-free? That's an interesting question. Yes. So, uh, gluten, if you go and look at the gluten-free diet, a lot of them are made of rice. Um, rice is gluten-free. And if you compare those whole, like wheat-based um, products, um, for example, flowers, like wheat-based flowers, they usually have much more proteins and much more minerals in them, whereas if you compare it to gluten-free uh, flour, they have less fiber, less protein, less nutrition in them. And a lot of times when patients go gluten-free, um, they are not eating healthier. Like, for example, same with vegans. Vegans, they're not eating healthier because they're eating many more processed food because it's easy. It will say gluten-free on the, on the package, and they say, okay, this is for me, and I'll take it. But they actually have less nutrition in general. That's, if you want to go gluten-free, go that will be like you know, a lot of fruits and vegetables, uh, beans, uh, nuts. A handful of nuts per day is, is very good. Any particular nut you uh, lean towards? Mm, um, Brazil nuts. So if you do a handful of Brazil nuts a day, you actually get a lot of selenium. Selenium is heart healthy. Really? Okay. I will tell you, I mean, I'm a big peanut guy. I'm a big cashew guy and an almond guy. I have to say, Dr. Z, I don't have a, a, a big amount of Brazil nuts laying around, but I am going to fix that um, thanks to you. Um, last but not least, the, the overall Mediterranean diet is that still the way to go? You know, some olive oil as your fats and, and you know, keeping the, the vegetables that are mostly like steamed and not really overly cooked. Is that what we're looking for? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I love Mediterranean diet. And it's, it's great tasting as well. And you can put some avocado in them. And it's great. Um, it's good, healthy fat. Now, Dr. Z, we have 10 seconds before we go. How do you feel about adding a little red wine to that Mediterranean diet? Um, I would say one glass per night is is good. Okay. I won't go any more than that. <laughs> there you go. Dr. Z says one glass. That's it. No, don't go any more than that. One glass per night. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for finding the time tonight, Dr. Zeng. We appreciate it very much.
You're welcome. My privilege. Okay. Be well. All right. So there you go. You got you got domestic violence. You got you got health and wellness. What could be in the fourth segment? I don't know. Maybe Alex Garrett will have something for us. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Let's talk a little sports. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Power Hour with Arthur Idala, a new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want styling and value are looking at the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander and finding Mitsubishi's industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and available seven-passenger seating makes Outlander an outstanding choice. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for best selection. Let's go. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Get ready for a special AM 970 The Answer crossover. On Tuesday, December 6th, AM 970 will be coming to you live from the famous Red Steps in Times Square as Arthur Idala Power Hour and Radio Night Live's Fun Friday teams join forces for a fantastic show with the latest news on what to see, eat, and do in Times Square with special guests from the NYPD, Broadway, Times Square's fabulous restaurants and bars, and more. Make sure to visit us or tune in to AM 970 from 6 to 8 p.m. on December 6th. Acclaimed attorney Arthur Idala and celebrated radio host Kevin McCullough will join New York's First Lady of Hospitality, Christine Nicholas, and Times Square's very own T-Square, Tom Harris, president of the Times Square Alliance, for a special two-hour live broadcast for Times Square Tuesday with special guests from the NYPD, Broadway, Times Square's fabulous restaurants and bars, and more. Make sure to visit us or tune in to AM 970 from 6 to 8 p.m. on December 6th for a show you don't want to miss. Welcome to the Invite Health Cyber Monday Buy One Get One Free Sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Here's the number and write it down because you can speak with an Invite nutritionist seven days a week. 800-673-2345. That number for Invite, 800-673-2345. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Download the Invite Health app at the App Store or Google Play Store and check out our educational health blogs and articles. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited time, buy one, get one free, Cyber Monday sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Today, it's Wellness Wednesday on Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Sponsored by Balance of Nature, the whole fruit and vegetable capsule, delivering your maximum nutrition in every dose. 100% whole food nutrition with the taste, smell, and color of pure fruits and veggies. That's nature intended just for you. Try them now and see for yourself. 35% off and free shipping. Call now, 800-2468-751 or balanceofnature.com. And don't miss Wellness Wednesday, tonight at 7 p.m. on AM 970. The Answer. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Fleetwood Mac, 
and singing right now is unfortunately the late Christine McVie. Um, there, that band was just a fantastic band. She was 79 years old. Uh, she passed away peacefully at a hospital this morning, Wednesday, November 30th, following a short illness. She was in the company of her family. Um, love Fleetwood Mac. They were, uh, they are, they were. That they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and um, they have a ton of great hits, and their music has stood up to the oh, there we go, stood up to the test of time. Sambolino, you are on it. How many times have you heard this song on the radio? Legends are, you know, they're, they're slipping away the way, you know, Sinatra, Dean Martin, Perry Como, well, Tony Bennett's still hanging in there, but you know what I'm saying. They're, it's the next generation is leaving us, you know, Mick and Keith and Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey, they're all, you know, pushing 80. Um, she was 79, Christine McBee, so thank you for the music. Um, Sam Bellino, thank you for the music. And um, look at that voice. You go, girl. Uh, I believe we have uh, Alex Garrett in studio. And um, I wanted to talk to him first and foremost. Alex, um, what what are the updates regarding Aaron Judge, the New York Yankee, and uh, where he's going to be playing next year? Okay, so I, I think the best news today is that the Yankees have made this offer of around eight years and $300 million putting at $37.5 million a year. And I like that. But here's the best part of it. They could actually up the ante if, say, a team like the Giants try and outbid them. So the fact that they're willing to spend the money... Wait, wait, on hold this- on, hold on. Aaron Judge is going to go play football? No, the San Francisco Giants. Oh, 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 those Giants. Yes, I I forget. Some may not remember that. But, yes, San Francisco Giants might outbid the Yankees. Yanks are willing to, you know, match that or more. And I think that's a very promising thing because, you know, Yankee fans are always nervous. Are they going to spend the money? I mean, here, after a 62 home run season, an MVP season, He's due, and it could come next week at the media, at the owners' meetings. Well, so, I mean, here's the deal. We'll First of all, you know, I I like Aaron Judge. Um, he seems to be a very classy individual, family-oriented guy. Um, he has been hurt in other seasons. Um, you know, he wasn't hurt this past season. He basically gambled on himself. They, the Yankees had given him, I don't know, like a $230 million offer yes, that he yeah. turned down. Uh, so he gambled on himself, and it seems like it it would work because he just made himself $70 million. If they're going to match it or even come close, it's really about the lifestyle. Do you want to live? Do you want to be um, a... You want to be under the spotlight of of New York. I mean, he wasn't great in the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. He got booed in the playoffs. In San Francisco, they would probably put a monument up to him the second he signed over there. He's also from the West Coast. It's just a an easier you know way of life. Uh, so it's really going to be up to him. Does he want to be in the Babe Ruth in the conversation of Babe Ruth? Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, you know, Yogi Berra, 
you know, Reggie Jackson and then Mariano Rivera and, and the core four and Jeter? Or does he want to just say, hey, I, I've, I have multi-generational wealth for my family. I'm going to do a great job here in, in, giant, in giant land in San Francisco. It's not like they haven't won World Series. They know how to win. Um, and Aaron Judge, if he stays healthy, could be a huge part of it. So I won't be surprised either way if he says I'm going to San Francisco. I mean, you know, I think of Robinson Cano, who went and signed with Seattle, and he just went off kind of into oblivion. Again, sure. with yeah, yeah, with yeah. tens of million tens of millions of dollars in his pocket. Before we go, Alex, where are we with the World Cup and the USA team? All right, Team USA is going to play the Netherlands Saturday morning at I believe 10 a.m. And look, the the big thing here is what is the deal with their big guy? I think Christian Pusilic is his name. Uh, Pusilic, what's his deal? He's got a contusion. He scored the goal yesterday to put the U.S. up for good, but then he got injured on that same play. And I know. Every American right now who's following this thing is holding their breath. So we'll have to see as this contusion's day-to-day. All right. There you go. You got uh, Sam Bellino. You got a little Alex Garrett. We got Judge Leventhal. You got Dr. Z. Um, and as we fade out on my last show of 54 years old, I opened up Life's Little Instruction Book, which I've had for many, many years. And it just opened up to, speaking of Aaron Judge, to number 99. Think big thoughts, but relish small pleasures you know that's interesting because i spoke to jerry crowley yesterday and we were just talking about life and i i said how much i i, I how lucky i am how fortunate i am and he said arthur what's great about you is that you appreciate the good things around you many people don't and some people don't until it's too late so remember folks think big thoughts but relish the small pleasures i'll see you tomorrow for a special birthday show have a great night The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.